me to Julie Jepson, to my podcast, to my closet casting, to my little home away from home lately. It's cold outside, raining and with a mix of snow, and I've got a baby sleeping and all the rest of the kids at school. And so it is my moment now to be alone, to be with you and share some more stories. Lately, I've been asking myself, like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what they would want to know. And then I just decided, well, something is better than nothing, you know, because I'm trying to keep my content around grit and around powerful women. And I can consider myself powerful, right? I might as well tell my story or some of my stories. Um, So in continuation on from Great Grandma Stella, I wanted to continue the 125-year story (laughs) that came after, which is that little Nico was diagnosed with club foot when he was, uh, well, from his 20-week ultrasound. So um, it, it was a long journey and one that's very daunting to think about. Like when you first get that diagnosis, it is scary. Um, I remember the nurse saying to me, you know, if there's any birth defect that you want, this is it. And I remember thinking, I don't want any birth defect. She's like, well, if you're going to get one, then this is the one that you that you want to get. And I just like did not like that. It wasn't comforting. I can see what she's saying, but it didn't make me feel any better. But it's like they kind of brushed off your feelings of, of overwhelm and, and, uh, you know, lack of knowledge just by saying, oh, well, it's no big deal because it's fixable, but it's a big deal. So this, this podcast goes out to all my other fellow clubfoot moms or those of you who are going to be clubfoot moms and you don't even know it yet. Um, but you got a baby Bruin that maybe has a curved foot or two curved feet and, um, you will get through it. Uh, I, my journey was not smooth sailing. Um, and I feel like 20 minutes is not a long, long enough to even talk about it, but I'm just going to get started. So at my 20 week ultrasound with baby number seven, the nurse, you know, the technician did the scan and then she said, I'll be right back. And she went to go get the high risk doctor who comes and double checks. And then they said to me, yeah, you're, it appears that your little baby has clubbed foot, clubbed feet. And it was unilateral. So only one side and it was his right foot. Um, and so as you can imagine, I was like, what does this even mean? And she just said, oh, you just go to the doctor a few times and you get a cast on their foot to straighten it. And and then you wear a brace for a little while and then you're good to go. So I kind of didn't think much of it. And maybe that was her point. Maybe she wanted to kind of um, not drop a bomb on me. (laughs) Because when you really do find out what is going to happen, it is uh, overwhelming and scary. So I did a little bit of research on my own. Obviously, I joined the Clubfoot Moms, Clubfoot Cuties Facebook group. I got books. I looked online, all the things. Um, The first thing I did was buy this parent's guide to Clubfoot. I read the whole thing. And if you know me, I don't, I don't love, (laughs) I don't love to read. So um, it was informational and gave me lots of different, like, just kind of, let me know what I was going to be up against and dealing with when it comes to boots and bar and, um, the brace and the casting and all of the things. So I read the parent's choice or parent's guide to club foot. Um, and then in the mail, I'd get cute little books like this from, um, 
followers. This is called One in a Thousand. Um, one in a Thousand Babies Get Clubfoot. Um, and it talks about how how you have a superpower if you, you know, if you have club feet and that you are one of a kind and unique. There she is with her casts on. So this is a cute little book that someone sent to me. And it looks like it's called oneinathousand.org is probably where you can get the book. And this was also sent to me, What Makes a Superhero from Shriners? And talks about kids with like orthopedic or orthotics, orthopedics, um, kids in wheelchairs. And so um, I've got this uh, saved for Nico. And there's like a little kid with cleft palate and just super cute. And she's got a, a defect with her face. But lots of things and resources out there. I got this you know, from Shriners or, or maybe it was from the hospital when he was born, but, um, the pregnancy was fine and he, we had a great delivery unmedicated as usual. That's how I like to do it. And, uh, Xander and India got to see the birth. Um, and right from birth, you can see, you can see those feet turned that, well, both of them were turned in. They were both curved. And I was like, oh my goodness, are they both clubbed? And apparently just the one, the right was, was a club foot, but the left was just very peanut shaped, almost like in the shape of a kidney. Um, but you could bend it back straight. This one, I couldn't move up. It was just locked in place like that. This one was like that, but I could twist it if I, you know, I could force it. So it could have easily been bilateral club feet, but he was born June, let's see, 25th, 2019. Here's a picture of his club foot. We wanted to highlight that. Um, and it was bent pretty good, right in half. And it was the cutest little thing. We call it his lucky fin and um, lots of people call they're just <laughs> people have special words for it and I think and um lucky Finn seemed to to stick but they told you told us that within the first two weeks he would be put in a cast and um this was done at Shriners Hospital which I mean I just love that place they provided so much great care and here is a onesie that says Clubfoot Cutie that they provided from Shriners um and the healthcare there is, uh, they, they help anyone regardless of your ability to pay. And we were there weekly. So first you start out with casts and they did that when he was two weeks old. They kind of want to wait till the mom and baby have established a good nursing pattern. And, um, the baby has able to been, has, has been home for a little bit and the mom can recover and they just kind of wait for that bonding uh, and then send you right to Shriners to get that folks because fixed because as babies, those feet are moldable and pliable and bendable. Like the bones can bend while they're still growing. So he was put in a cast and, um, looked a little something like this. I don't know if it's, you can knock on it made of plaster. Um, and it was, it was like, what's the Mod Podge? Is that what it's called? It was kind of like that, like they, it was a wet plaster and they put this special sock on it. Um, gosh, there's dirt like left over and dead skin cells and probably blood. But, you know, we had everybody sign it, of course. This is uh, one of the bigger casts, but we put this on every single week, once a week. And they said you can only shower or bathe him 
once a week. So we would go to Shriners, remove the cast, and they'd do that with a saw, um, take it off, and ask us if we would want to keep it for souvenirs. And of course, I always said yes. So here's another one. And he was casted every week uh, for about, I think it was six weeks or so, eight weeks. So we've got a whole bunch of casts here. Um, you can see and like how they have turned the foot and as she would put the cast on she was bending his foot you can kind of see the progress um actually it would have been like this to it being straight and kind of turned inwards and then and then it would they'd slightly move from the ankle out to the toes they would start to push the the foot outwards and it would hurt them and that was hard um and then kind of lock the foot into place and then, you know, have the cast on and then it would harden and keep the foot in place. And we would do that weekly, bathe once a week and then put the brand new cast on. And they warned us about some pressure sores and, and um, little blisters every now and then. But like, I didn't realize how bad it could be. Um, after his first cast was removed, he had a pressure sore right on the top of his foot. And I was like, oh my gosh, this little like three week old baby has this horrible ulcer, like pressure sore right on his, his ankle. Oh my gosh. But even within a week, his foot was uh, so much better. And then he grew so much, um, which is, you know, he, which is why they think that he had that pressure sore. So they decided to give him a cast and kind of saw saw it in the on both sides to have some room so that his leg could expand. That's why on both sides you can see here this is the cast of death. Um, he he needed some room to expand with how fast he was growing. But for that week when he was probably four weeks old, he would just scream. And he was already a screamer, but I'm telling you, he screamed and screamed and screamed and I could not get him to sleep. I remember holding him and finally just putting him in my lap and laying back on a pillow that, I mean, I was sitting up in my bed and I was sitting Indian style, just put him in my lap, was holding him and we both finally fell asleep because he was finally comfortable. But between infant Tylenol and baby massage and I just, I was like, why is, is it... Is he, is he colicky? Is, is he full of bubbles in his belly? Like, how do I help this kid? And then it wasn't until I started to see some weeping from his foot and it was coming out of the cast. Um, if you're watching or if you're listening to the podcast, I am showing the cast of hell where his foot, um, up inside was weeping with, um, an infection and an injured toe. His toe was, um, I hate this word, but it was chafing against the cast because they had opened up the cast more, right, to let it expand. But because they did that, his foot, his um, toe was chafing against the cast anytime he would move. And so I would see this brown and yellow pus and like infection oozing out of this cast. And I was like, oh my gosh. I think he's got something going on in there that I can't see. So I quickly called Shriners and they said, take that cast off now. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's hard to do. You can soak it in the bathtub for hours. You can, and then unwrap it. But like, I have six other kids at this time. And Alex, of course, was out of town. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I called my brother and he came over 
and luckily we had some grooves already on both sides so we got like a, a knife in there like a butter knife or it was like a um, flat iron or flat what are they called screwdriver um, a flathead and we put it in there and just twisted to have it kind of like you know like pop open and then we pried it open and when I took that cast off I'm telling you I was horrified the most like his foot looked deformed the most nasty blister it I had ever seen I can't even explain it but on his big toe was just fresh raw skin and you it had been like that for a week and you can tell that he I mean it had chafed so much and so bad and had rubbed and scratched and just this new flesh had been just like it was like ground meat you know ground beef kind of where it's just been shredded and it was like a big bubble like a burn you know like when you get a big burn and it blisters and then rips off and then it's just this red raw skin but I was like and then it was indented and I just was oh my gosh it was horrifying I hate even thinking about it because it gives me PTSD but I we bathed it or cleansed it and then and then the next day, luckily, I had an appointment, and they said, just, um, you know, let him sleep, obviously, without... It was so nice to let him sleep without a cast, um, because that was the other thing. They said, you know, you need to keep him... Do I have it here? Elevated at night when 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 you put, or when you put him to bed, to bed for a nap, his foot needs to be elevated. So I got this little mat where he would put his head here and his legs instead of the opposite where you'd put your head on the pillow and your legs here I'd put his head here and his legs here so that it would be elevated because there was so much pressure so um the next day I went to the doctor and I was like there's no way they're going to cast this again and she's like no let's bathe him and then we're going to cast him because his foot will be more protected in the cast than out and I was like you gotta be kidding me uh but she was right and she put Sylvadine medicine on it, which was burn cream, essentially. So she put that on and then put the cast on, and I was just dying watching him scream. And um, But then at least I knew it was going to be on there for, a, you know, a good, was it at that point, was it two more weeks? I can't remember, but um, yeah, it was, it was one week. And then we changed it up again, got another cast, and um, it had healed, you know, substantially by the next week so we just continued on and then he ended up getting a tenotomy which is when they clip the I'm like using my hands instead of my feet but they clip the Achilles tendon and somehow that elongates the I don't know the tendon it elongates so that it's not so short and um, contracted so that it can have more flexion Something like this. I am not a doctor, and that's just kind of what I remember, but they do it with, like, 99% of clubfoot babies. Some of them don't need it, but he did. And they just snip something in the back of their Achilles, and then it bleeds, and then they, you know, put pressure on it and wrap it, and then they keep that cast on for three weeks. And, in fact, I kind of dealt with a bilateral clubfoot baby because they ended up casting both of his feet that last month. Just because the other foot was in in a kidney-shaped foot. It was kidney-shaped, but you could bend it. But they wanted both feet to be totally equal and not like one bent more than the other. So um, once the casting process is done, um, you get something called uh, boots and bar. (laughs) 
And there are two of them. It was created by Dr. Ponsetti. I think, I can't remember where he trained, but it was done long ago kind of as an experiment where they would put these clubfoot kids in braces at night, kind of like a retainer for your teeth, but, but it would keep your feet straight, you know, after they had been straightened by the cast every week, because it would make your foot every week, they'd twist a little bit more, um, and just keep turning it until it was straight week by week. And then after that, you get what's called the boots and bar. And it looked, this was the bar. I did not get the, the Ponsetti bar. I got the Dobbs bar. The Ponsetti bar is just totally straight across. This Dobbs bar would bend like this. So I was so grateful to get the, the Dobbs because it gave Nico a little bit more movement Whereas the Ponsetti was just straight. It didn't move. It would just go like this. But this one gave him the ability to have a little bit more um, flexibility and being able to move his feet and, and crawl, quite frankly. But look how cute this teeny tiny little boot is. <laughs> they are so cute. You can still see some dirt in it. Oh, my goodness. And it would just um, hook in. Every night I'd hear this little, oh, this is probably too small to put in. I hear this not this sound every night. Oh my gosh, I think they're too big. Yeah, I can't hear it because this is, um, I had to give the other bar back, but we would hear this clicking sound because the boots would click in, but look at the size difference. Every checkup, we would switch his boot. So this was like his first boot. <laughs> so cute. And then this was the boot he ended up with. And I'm telling you, learning how to tie these, it doesn't look like it's hard. Oh, we'll just tie the laces. Well, you have to make sure that this, there is no, no wrinkles in the sock. You have to make sure that nothing is chafing the skin because this skin has, is delicate and fragile and has been in a cast for weeks and weeks. And that skin has like never breathed air. And so make sure that the heel is within this hole and that you can see it. Because if that means that if you can't see it, that means the heel is up here and it will chafe and burn and cause blisters again and make sure that there's no wrinkles in this leather but then the leather was really tough until it worked you got it you know worked in it's kind of like a point shoe you have to bend it and make sure that it wasn't so hard but that took it or like a belt or a leather jacket like it's hard at first so then you'd have to you know work it out a little bit and massage it and stretch it so that it wasn't so hard to work with all the while trying to make sure that they don't get blisters from any kind of wrinkle at all and it was terrifying and these cute little companies had created little socks and and then this thing right here um that covered this the the bar itself because when you pick up the baby it would knock your wrists and you would be like oh it killed so bad but this was like a cushion if it ever hit me so I got a few of these and it would also protect him while he slept because half the time the babies sleep with their feet up like this and this would knock him right in the noggin but with this cushion here and it had his name on it this was from Club Foot Essentials which is online um, and then you'd have to have special socks my favorite socks to use were these like medical orthopedic socks there's no seams there's no nothing um, because even a seam in the sock would give him some kind of um, chafe or you know burn this one um, as he got older I loved Judancy's is the brand and they these were fantastic because you wanted to have long socks that stretched like all the way up to his knee 
Um, so these were just some of the things that I dealt with. Um, later on we would get a little superhero scarf from Shriners because he was there so often and we're still invited to go to Shriners parties and activities. Um, and so he was casted for eight weeks and then after the casting he received the boots and bar um, he had the Dobbs bar over the Ponsetti bar and um, he had to wear that t 23 hours a day he would get a one-hour break where I'd get to bathe him massage his feet and we had to put so much cream and oil and aquaphor and bag balm and you name it on his feet to keep them really like moist and fresh and so that there was no dry skin because it chafes and blisters and hurts and then after he wore it for three months straight for 23 hours a day, we were able to back off to nightwear, nighttime wear, and that was basically 12 hours a day. So he had to learn to sleep in that and he knew nothing different. So um, that wasn't too bad to like force him to wear it because it's all he knew from birth was having something on his feet. And... Uh, Every once in a while, he'd climb out of the crib and I'd hear this big boom because he would fall out of the crib, but his bar, boots and bar would hit the floor and it'd be a big clonk, you know? And then you'd hear this shh, 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 and he'd, he'd be crawling to the, to the door in his boots and bar. Nothing stopped him. He still climbed. He still uh, crawled fast. He met his milestones. Um, and so here we are now, you had to wear nighttime wear until you turned four. And at four years old, you could finally be out of nighttime wear and not have to wear it anymore unless you relapse. And uh, so you go see your doctor every uh, once a year or so. Um, and so when we saw our doctor, she said to me, in my heart of hearts, I think that he'll have to be casted again. And I was like, excuse me, come, come again. <laughs> and she said, because, um, it's, it is starting to turn a little bit. She said, it's nothing to do with you. I was diligent. I put that brace on every single night. And, um, she's just said, there's just a percentage of babies who are clubfoot kids that relapse and he might be one of them, which means we may have to cast him again, but this is a cast that you can walk in and run in. Um, so he'll still be able to be a kid and run around and play. So in, in a 22-minute podcast, that is my journey with Clubfoot. It was hard. Um, and, you know, the nights that he fevered or was sick, I would take off the boots just for a minute for him to be able to sleep however he wanted. Or if he had the barfs, you know, I'd be like, let's take these boots off so you can get up and run to the toilet or something. But for the most part, 99% of the time, that kid wore those boots every single night for four years straight, as well as the cast. And he has been a trooper. And I'm just so proud of the kid and love him so much and, and, and how far he's come. But it has been hard. It has not been an easy journey. And just looking back at these these little boots takes me back to a lot of long nights, not knowing what was going on, why he was crying, and seeing the the leftover literal infection in this cast is is pretty trippy. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. To all my clubfoot moms out there who are worried, um, it's hard. It's a hard journey. Yours might be smooth sailing with no blisters, with no pressure sores, or 
and even sometimes the saw, when they would saw the cast off, it would cut them. Um, it, it was just, it had to be so gentle, but we did it. We might be getting casted again, but we did it. I'm so proud of him. Um, huge thanks to Shriners Hospital and Dr. Marcella Wycheck, who was an amazing surgeon and an amazing, I mean, she, it was like a craft. It was like she excelled at casting. There are some doctors who are better than others at casting, and I'm telling you, she's the best. She can now be found um, at the Orthopedic Partners. She has since moved from Shriners, but I love Shriners and all they did for us and all um, children out there who have some kind of disability. Um, and we're just so grateful that Nico can walk and run, and he's as active as any other little boy, and he never would have, he never will even remember those horrible nights. Um, again, thank you to Shriners, to Dr. Wycheck, and for all you clubfoot moms, hang in there. Um, keep your chin up. It will pass. I can't believe I'm saying that because I never thought I'd see the day. Thanks for watching and listening. Again, this is on YouTube under Julie Jepson, the Julie Jepson podcast, um, on Instagram under Gritty Mamas. I like to my, think of myself as a gritty mama after experiencing that for a good, he's five, uh, four and a half now, four and a half years. And it just may be that our journey's not quite over, but we've made it this far. We can make it a little further. Thanks for watching. It's Jepson. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.